this time of year, you may be trying to make some important decisions that affect what happens in the year ahead, decisions that impact you personally or your team or your business. In some cases, you may feel overwhelmed or even stuck. But decision making doesn't have to be so difficult. It's time to check your decision filter. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. It's still so hard to watch the news and take in the brutality and the devastation of what's been happening in our world. I hope you listened to the last episode, which gave a few tips on what you can do in your leadership role to lead a little more lightly during these times when people are more fragile, emotional, or sensitized. That episode was designed to help you help others, and it was called Leading Lighter When the World Feels Heavy. But today I'm focusing on you personally and how you can help yourself, especially when it comes to decision-making, because that can be very stressful for many people. Every day you make lots of decisions, many of which you're not even aware of. And if you're like me, sometimes it can be overwhelming or you second guess yourself. Maybe you make decisions and then you you think, wow, you know, that made sense in the moment, but now that seems like a what was I thinking decision. Maybe it was a weak moment. Maybe you felt pressure. There are so many reasons that we make decisions that just no longer seem like the right ones. Maybe you lacked information. It, it may have been incomplete or inaccurate data that led to poor choices. Or maybe you made an emotional decision. That's so common. Emotions like fear or anger or even excitement can cloud your judgment and lead to impulsive decisions that may not be rational. Sometimes we have cognitive biases that lead us to make decisions that aren't the best. We can be overconfident. We can distort perception based on what we think that we're seeing because we have this cognitive bias. Sometimes there's peer pressure or pressure from the top where you just feel like you have to conform. That happens a lot when you're in team meetings or if you're on a board when you just are trying to get decisions made. Sometimes you're stressed or fatigued, and when you are in a high stress mode or you're mentally exhausted, that can impair your decision making. Sometimes you're just overthinking things, and, and that can create analysis paralysis. So the indecisiveness delays your decision making, and then ultimately, because it's so overcomplicated, it just doesn't turn out to be the best decision. You know, sometimes people have short term thinking, they're just looking at what the immediate gains are, or what the immediate gratification is compared to long term consequences. Sometimes decisions aren't the best when they're inconsistent with your values. You know, I talk about that a lot on other episodes in this podcast. When you're not clear about your values and priorities, then it makes it harder to make decisions. And then finally, the last one I'll mention is it, when you're ignoring feedback. I've seen that more often recently. When you disregard feedback or you refuse to learn from past mistakes, then that can lead to a pattern of making, you know, some of the same poor decisions. So it's important to recognize these potential pitfalls and work to, to mitigate them when you're making decisions, because the more aware you can become of these potential causes, the better you can avoid them or navigate the process differently. Think about the decisions that you've made, where there, there may have been some regret, 
where you think, gosh, what was I thinking? (laughs) It's likely that whenever you made that decision, given where you were and what you knew, it seemed to make sense. And at this point, it doesn't really matter. That was then, this is now. So give yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up. Accept that the decision was made and think, what is the next decision I need to make? And how can I make that the best decision? So you just keep making the next best decision. And so I wanted to share a method to help you get really clear about decisions that you can make going forward to make them a little easier and better. It's a decision filter. And as I'm describing it today, it's simply an approach or a set of criteria that you or your organization can use to evaluate and filter your choices to make them better. So here's some simple ideas to think about to help you create your own decision filter. Some people uh, jump too quickly into decision making without being super clear on what the ultimate goal is. So I'm going to break it down three main steps here. First, confirm what your goal is, whatever it is that you're ultimately trying to achieve. This sounds like a no brainer, but sometimes it's just too easy to lose sight of the goal when you're presented with a lot of options. And I can give you a quick personal example. If you listen to one of my previous episodes, I did one on eliminating tolerations, those things in your life that are driving you crazy. And I mentioned um, in my own home, there are windows where seals are broken. So I thought that I needed to replace the windows. So I've, I've had some different people come out to the house and give me estimates on what it costs to replace the windows. It was very expensive. But what I failed to realize is that the ultimate goal really wasn't to replace windows. It was to make them look uniform because I have five big windows and one of them had the seal broken. So I really didn't need to replace the whole window, including the frame. I just needed to replace the glass. It could have saved me a lot of time had I known that. (laughs) And I think it saved me a lot of money, but at least I figured it out that I didn't have the right goal in the first place. The real goal was to replace just the glass, not the entire window. Or I guess you could argue that the ultimate goal was simply to be able to see through the window because it had gotten so foggy. But anyway, that's just a minor example, an everyday example. But the same principles apply when you're making bigger decisions in your business. When you're not clear about your real goal or problem you're trying to solve, you end up looking at choices that may not even be appropriate. Number two is to determine most important factors that impact your decision. For example, let's say you want to make a decision about a new role for yourself. There might be an opening that you want to pursue. People often think, well, should I apply or not? Well, think about what's most important to you in a role first. What is your ultimate goal? For example, there are typical factors that influence a person's decision when they're considering taking on a new leadership role, maybe compensation and benefits or the location or the company reputation or what your status would be in your executive role. Uh, the kinds of peers that you would have, the people that you'll be around, you know, if there's learning and growth opportunity that's exciting for you, the impact that you want to make, the skills, are they a good fit? What about the commute or the number of hours, the visibility that you might have, or the stress level, (laughs) Um, or if it's a hybrid work model, you know, all kinds of factors to consider. Those are just a few. What would be most important? If you don't know, or you have trouble deciding even that, I have a prioritizing grid that can help you. I mention it a lot on other podcasts. I'll include it uh, in a link in the show notes. The same goes on the employer side, by the way. When an organization is trying to hire someone, it's easy to put together a wish list or even requirements for a candidate. But it's important to know first, why does this role truly exist 
And what are the key accountabilities or outcomes that this role is responsible for? You need to think that through before putting together the list of all of the other skills and qualifications. That's where job benchmarking comes in, something that I help clients with. Otherwise, you get people in a room who are all over the place in terms of what they want. So it clouds the decision making. You've got somebody that wants a candidate who's good at managing a new team. You've got someone else that thinks, well, it's most important to have a leader who can interface well with the public, a good communicator. And then you have someone else that thinks the candidate needs to be more visionary, not a taskmaster. So get clear on what the overall goal is first. Saves a lot of time on the back end. So again, number one is confirm what your goal is or the ultimate outcome that you're trying to achieve. Two, determine the most important factors that impact your decision. And three, then weight that criteria. Get really clear on what's most important in the situation. I think you get the idea. So I have a homework assignment for you. Uh, And you know, that's not something that I often do. It's easy to share a few ideas and tips in each episode, and I hope you pick up what you need and take action. But in this episode, I want to be more emphatic about having you actually do this exercise. It will pay off when you're thinking through decisions that you make in the future. So the specific assignment is one, block off some time on your calendar. I would say 30 minutes to an hour just for thinking time. Do this over the next week or so. And then when you have that time scheduled, answer this question, what are my most important personal goals or outcomes in the coming year based on who I am and what I really want now in my life? That's an important part of that question. Not just what are my most important goals? It's easy to have kind of a knee jerk reaction or fall into patterns that you may have been in in the past. Be sure you're thinking about based on who you are now and what you really want now in your life, because that does change over time. Don't overthink it. Just list what comes up. You can revise it later, but get clear about those goals. And then part B is list the potential decision-making factors. I mentioned the prioritizing grid that you can use if you need to do that. But to list out all of those factors related to that goal and prioritize them so that you're clear about, say, what your top three are. For example, on my own list, One goal on my list is to maintain good health, and that includes energy, strength, and balance. That's why I like working on my handstands. So when I think of my health goal, what do I want to make sure I'm considering when it comes to decisions that affect my health in the future, and specifically to activities that I want to be involved in? So you might consider this my activity filter. Well, here's what I came up with that are most important to me, strength building strength, having balance or working on my balance. I want to build stamina. Uh, I want whatever activity I'm involved in to be fun. I want it to be social, maybe not all the time, but for the most part, I want to be around other people because I find that to be more motivating for me. Um, Something else that's important about activities that I choose, I need to feel like I'm being challenged or learning something new. Something else that's on my list is that it needs to fit my schedule. So I need to, you know, make sure that it's not going to take me away from other things that are also important to me. And then another factor is, is it safe? (laughs) How can I lower the risk that something as I get older that I think about a lot more? So those are just some quick examples on my list when it relates to health and activities, you know, to put it through the filter. And then you can say, is what I'm considering meeting this checklist or where am I off? So the items that, that make it through my filter, including 
you know, that list that I just shared with you would be weightlifting, strength training, conditioning class, yoga class, and even running. That's a little more solo for me, but it's not what I do all the time. Um, in the past, I used to do more boxing, but that's been a little harder for me to fit my schedule. So that may drop to the bottom of my list this year. What's one of your personal goals? Or you could also focus on your business. What's most important in your business or your organization? I'll share another example of my own just so that you can think about your own situation. One of my goals is to grow my business in a manageable way by serving existing clients in the best way possible and attracting new clients. But what's my filter for that? You know, I have a filter when I'm considering new client projects. Uh, Some of the examples include it needs to be a clear fit with my skills and interests and capabilities. Number two on my list would be, is it impactful? Is it a project that doesn't feel like one-off work for me or a quick fix? I could do some of that, but most of the time, I really like to work with clients over a longer period of time where I know that I can help make a positive impact. Um, number three is the, are the client values aligning with my values? Number four, is there learning and growth opportunity? Number five, am I working with leaders that are growth-minded who also you know, value personal growth? Are the clients appreciative? Do they seem to, to value my work and express it? That matters to me. Um, is it fun and enjoyable? You know, even difficult work or when I'm brought into projects where there, there are heightened sensitivities, it can be enjoyable when you're working with the right people. Um, it's also important for me to consider ROI or ROE, return on investment. You know, is is what I'm investing in my clients going to have a payoff? And is there a return on energy, the energy that I'm putting out? And when I'm thinking about leaders specifically, you know, not just the kinds of projects, I look for leaders who want to do work that matters, leaders who are willing to be vulnerable, who are open to new ideas and willing to experiment. Uh, leaders who can open new doors and create new possibilities, they, who enjoy being kind of co-creators with me. So clients who make it through that filter are people like you, if we're working together. I can even create another filter that's more specific regarding typical scenarios that are best fit for me. This is like a little mini filter. For example, when I uh, look at the kinds of scenarios in which I like working, it's when there's a new to the role leader. So they're not new leaders, but they're typically new in a specific role. They've come in from a different organization or they want to hit the ground running, uh, affecting positive change fast, sometimes turning things around. Um, they're leaders who have high stakes projects. They're leaders who who like to look at their own next level leadership role. You know, they're often thinking about their own personal growth. It could be a leader who's in turmoil, who needs a voice of reason, <laughs> who needs or appreciates a voice of reason, could be a leader who wants to help the team move through change or transformation or reinvention. So I try to whittle your list in your filter to, to five to 10 items, um, making sure that you're really clear on the ones that are most important, like the top three. If you fill your filter with so many different items to think through, then nothing may get through it. So be careful how you use it, but it can really help you make your decision making so much easier. Um, The great thing about filtering as part of your decision making is you get to decide what you don't want to do or commit to and what you won't accept or tolerate. So you filter out more of the negative. You set better boundaries because of the clarity that you have. So again, what are the areas of your work or business that you need to create a filter for? Some examples that you might want to play around with on a personal level, 
maybe personal relationships, you know, who will you be spending the most time with, your spiritual growth or spiritual practice, your physical health, maybe your travel or adventures that you take, volunteer activities, what would be your filter for that now? Uh, On the business side, you might create filters for hiring new talent. I talked about that, taking on new business or specific projects, um, creating a filter for what return on investment looks like to you, creating a filter for how you'll be using resources or making financial commitments or investments, maybe a filter for where you donate or, or sponsor or give back in some way. Now, add some others to your list. That's just to get you started. Remember, set your goal first. Don't just start listing everything. What is the ultimate goal first? Your decision will be better when you're really clear about what's most important first. So do the work on the front end to make the decision making easier when it's time. And then finally, keep your filter in front of you. Don't set it and forget it. Just like other filters in our lives, air filters, water filters, spam filters, (laughs) Decision-making filters need to be reviewed regularly and changed sometimes. As we live our lives and grow and age and change, the filter changes as well. Some people are making decisions out of habit, just based on who they've been in the past. If you're working with your team on creating some kind of filter, just remember not to make assumptions that everyone sees the same filter item in the same way. I see younger people, for example, who love to include travel uh, as an important criteria to their job, but people who are later in their career often want to limit travel. (laughs) Travel's less important to them. So I hope you're ready to take better control of your decision-making and lead a more intentional life. Start by crafting your own decision filter or filters. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Just schedule some time over the next week or so to get this done. Now's the time to begin your journey to better choices and a brighter future. Your unique decision filter is just a few steps away, so you can begin your transformation whenever you're ready. And let me know what you come up with or if you need help. In the meantime, I hope you have a great rest of the week creating your own decision filters, making better decisions, and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.